sick. Hendrix Jim- style. Jimi Hendrix style national anthem. Guys, welcome back to America's Greatest, greatest rock, rock Band. I'm your host, Seb. And I'm your host, Drennan. And this is the podcast where we definitively get to the bottom of who, who is America's, America's Greatest Rock Band. band. And, you know, we've been, uh, we've gone through a, a lot recently in this couple past week or so. Um, and really trying to narrow, uh, we've been through a lot. Been and, through, yeah. It's been a little and, uh, bit of this, a headwind. Yeah, and uh, you know, we just want to first of all thank so much our fans. We got kind of an outpouring of support online, the twi- on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and our Twitch stream. Uh, you know, people really it would no- nothing happened. Nothing but nothing bad happened. Yeah. We just kind of, you know, we started looking. You know, you get some people on the podcast, and you get some some bands on the podcast and they make you kind of think about some stuff that you never really thought about before and uh you know we we took a lot uh we took a journey into kind of our minds and i didn't really like what i saw so we're not gonna go back there yeah um i kind of don't really remember a whole lot except for that the doors are america's greatest rock band yes definitely Uh, the doors are america's favorite rock band and i don't really want to talk anything else about any of that stuff i really don't want to talk about that stuff so we're just gonna skip yep the doors it's the doors uh so we really don't have much to talk about but yeah let's go ahead and introduce our guest uh we got um this guy he's a super popular uh internet artist he yeah. does uh, funny uh, internet uh, kind of like paintings, I guess you would call them. Yeah, kind of mashups of words and pictures. And, and you know, uh, Seb, of course, you know, uh, we're big art enthusiasts. Art's yes. kind of a centerpiece of this uh, podcast. Art's very important. The art only podcast sake. about music, but also art is a huge part of it. Yes, art is part, music is like, uh, we talked about this before, music is like art. It's not the same as art. No. But uh, sometimes you can say that music is art. That's right. And so we got met this guy at an art function, um, you know, uh, rubbing elbows, so to speak, with some of the hoi polloi of the art world. And this guy just, he, you know, we overheard him. We kept talking about the music. He kept saying, you know, music. I yeah, love music. I like music. I'm and, listening to music. And we were, you know, Dredd and I kind of look at each other. We, you know, kind Did of you make, hear that? Make, make that face and say, do you hear that? That face, that face when... That yeah, face he's talking about the, music. Yeah, and we we gotta get this guy in the podcast because he knows a lot. And so uh, we're pleased to introduce internet artist extraordinaire, uh, hoi polloi of Upper Brooklyn. It's Tony Zaret. Hey, Tony Zaret, thanks so much for coming on. Great to be here on the podcast, and I thank you so much for. I love music. It is one of my kind of top, probably twenty favorite things. Uh, is that right? Total. I mean, I other stuff. Awesome. I, you know, like obviously more visual arts, more food, more. And Tony, and this is your first more, podcast, correct? Yeah, this is. Uh, I've actually never. Not only is it my first one appearing, that's my kind of first exposure to the medium at all. I didn't realize you could get radio that you could take with you yeah, on your phone. Oh, and sure. It's kind of interesting now. Yeah. It's no longer you have to say, "Oh, I have to get home at a certain time to hear my favorite radio show." Here, uh, so, so uh, you know, all yeah. things considered, if I don't get back from the from the horse track in time i'm gonna miss my favorite radio show and now here we are we can listen to them whenever uh, this is a, uh, when did this start this is amazing podcast yeah uh, yeah uh, I, I think it's pretty new I, yeah we, when we, we we were that the whole reason we created this was because there was really no podcast that was talking about music or kind of an, analyzing yeah. music and so we figured yeah we no, thought we'd great. get on it 
But um, yeah, there are there are some other podcasts. We're not the only one. Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I think it's pretty much. Yeah, that's the only other. Well, yeah, Tony. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your uh, what's your uh, connection to music? I guess uh, out the gate. I guess you know a lot of times I've sort of like listened to all my books on tape, and then I kind of like, well, I don't want to go, you know, play this again. Uh, so let's see if there's anything else, and I'll kind of twiddle through the. Uh, then they now have two. You have FM now, which is a kind of a, a snob on your radio, and it's almost all music, which is, uh, as you guys know, uh, uh, it's not talk. There is talking in it. That's called rap. But uh, right. anyway, so I'll go on there and, and listen you, to music, and, and I've been doing that now uh, since I was a teen. And you, so just to be clear, you're listening to your book on tape on radio, right and then you'll switch the knob, and then you'll start listening to music. No, what I have is a dual uh, cassette uh, radio. No, and this is an amazing thing. You don't have to get two separate units anymore. Basically, your your jam box will have a cassette, and there's a little switch on the top, and then you can start. You could switch it over to um, AM and now FM radio. So it's just it's just awesome the kind of stuff that they're coming out out with at Circuit, that Circuit great. City. Yeah, yeah. technology wow. is so yeah. like I yeah. If you told me five years ago, you know, in the future there's going to be a thing where you could play a cassette and then switch. To AM and then FM, I say, come on, buddy, get out of town, listen to a podcast. But, yeah. you know, here we are. This is going to fix my life. Yeah. Oh, big time. This is going to free up so much shelf space. So, yeah. you, so you, switch the, you switch the machine, mm-hmm. the technology, and now you're listening to FM AM. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tell us about that journey when you're listening to those songs. Well, it's kind of interesting. It sort of brings us, I, I guess, if I can sort of draw it together to the, today's topic. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, I was, so I, I flip over to FM. I just have it parked at the very far end of the dial and it's NPR. The right end? Yeah, the uh, right, the right, no, yeah. left end. Oh, the far left the end. The far left end. Okay. And now uh, we're sitting mm-hmm. across from each other, so I just want to be clear for those listening. He said that because the, where I was pointing was that was Drennan's right, but since we're facing right. opposite, yeah. So, uh, right. and that end of the dial, it is NPR and stuff like that, all things considered. And then one day, I don't know what happened, some breeze came in the room, it, it blew the knob uh, right in the middle to... Uh, a breeze blew the knob. Yeah, to the middle. Button, right to the where, like, the 95s, you know, and this is where you have your... This is what's called the rock stations, and... Okay. And, uh, I see where we're going. I and see. that's okay. where I first uh, heard uh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah. Okay, and great. And then the, listening to rock radio. Uh, well, we have some information uh, uh, about Aerosmith. Uh, as I'm sure uh, everybody knows, Aerosmith is an American rock band formed in Boston, Massachusetts in 1970. The group consists of Steven Tyler, vocals, keyboards, Joe Perry, guitar, Tom Hamilton, bass, Joey Kramer, drums, and Bradley Whitford. Like the actor. On guitar. Their styles, which is rooted in blues-based hard rock, has come to also incorporate elements of pop rock, heavy metal, and rhythm and blues, yeah. and has inspired many subsequent rock artists. They are sometimes referred to as the bad boys from Boston and America's greatest rock and roll band. Wow. Wow, there, well, you, there go. you go. Yeah. Oh, man, huh. I mean, that basically sums it up. I don't even yeah. know if we need you here, Tone, but we yeah, we could talk a little bit more about it, would, I guess. Would you agree with yeah. that assessment? Yeah, the, every, all of it. I agree with the thing about Boston. I agree with there being a guy named Bradley Whitford. Joe and, Para. Yeah, Joe Para. Eh? All the guys. Joe Cr- There's Joe Kramer. Anyways, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And but what, a, so, the but what about Aerosmith? You know, does it... What? What? There's so many rock and roll bands, and, you know, we've talked about this in the past. Van Halen, 
uh, Paramore, no, Dvorak, ZZ Top, ZZ Top uh, you know, Nirvana. There's so many classic rock and roll bands. Why does Air, how, what, what set yeah. Aerosmith apart? Van Halen. I, you know, I think uh, for Aerosmith, maybe just the longevity of their career. You know, the number of kind of hits that the span of uh, over twenty years, like to, Nirvana. Yeah, well, no, Nirvana. Yeah. That what happened. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk to you about, tell you about this offline. But basically, they are no longer performing, and I'll explain what happened. Okay. Uh, but again, I don't think this is uh, for this podcast. Okay. But I'll, again, I'll, I'll, I'll download you on what happened with them. But Aerosmith, they had maybe you know twenty five years of sort of. You know, being a, a relevant part of the popular music, and I don't think you can say uh, like that. that kind of like of, that Velvet Underground. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Well, again, not 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 the same because they sort of they. Well, again, I'll. This isn't the space to talk about this, but I'll kind of uh, kind offline. Of like I'll talk to you about uh, Prince, Prince was like that. Yes, Prince was like that, and but um, I guess Aerosmith. Uh, you know, uh, within whatever uh, definition of rock that the sort of radio programmers ha- have decided to use Aerosmith I guess would be considered to fall more squarely in that than Prince even though obviously Prince did plenty of uh, rock So songs. would you say that radios uh, radio people radio men yeah. would be the ones to kind of define what rock and roll is Yeah I suppose because it was a way to um to sort of segment the different kind of stations so that you can sell your ads to a particular demographics so you say rock and roll we're going to call this rock and roll and then when you yeah. go sell your radio ads i'm sure that was the you know so yeah i yeah. guess they do define it and and that's really what other that matters is the ad ad selling ads and selling which i ads, hopefully so you guys yeah. are doing on this podcast because well, these microphones are not cheap we've been trying we've been uh, and we actually working really hard we have on a this. patreon and uh we've been trying to get some sponsors but uh yeah we've broken a lot of um rights usage clauses so we're kind of we've been uh we've been kind of black uh, you know, we've been demonetized. Black, blackmailed. We've been blackmailed. Black we've been demonetized, yeah. but because we can't, we can't really sell any more merch until we used to. Yeah, we used to put all of our podcasts on YouTube. That's how pe- people listen to our podcast for the most part on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, and we got demonetized because I guess freedom of speech is dead, and we were, you know, we were just saying some things, and we tried, and and obviously we were using music that I guess we're not allowed to use because freedom of speech is dead. And with this also like this gets into this larger issue about like you know we're a talk show, but we also we're kind of funny, so we're basically like comedians. Yeah. And when you start censoring comedians on youtube then what have what is left what's left and who and who first they came for the comedians yeah and i said nothing who watches the watchmen and then they came for the the song parodists and that was that's me and this is what i'm saying guys what you got to do is it's it is legal to do a song if it's a parody so you just take whatever the song is and change a couple words to kind of spoof stuff you know you're making fun of people's moms or foods and then it's okay to play it oh aerosmith first big hit Song Dream On. Dream On, yeah. Now yeah. just change it to uh, Bream On. A Bream is a, I think What's a, a fish. Bream? I think it's a kind a of fish. fish. So now you have a funny parody. And you so Aerosmith. That is funny. So Aerosmith. Yeah, thank you. I know it's along. very funny. So I'm sorry. And so can we fact check this? I don't know if the producers can fact that Bream is a kind of a fish. Aerosmith. Yeah, we're getting a nod. Oh, getting yeah, so, so, Aeros- so then you can do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a song that exists. That was their first big hit. Bream On. Bream, uh, yeah. Uh, it was called, I won't say the full name to sort of keep you guys out of legal hot water. Dream but, On. But I would, it was called Dream On. We, you, you can, can say, say the name. name you can say the name. We here's just what can't you do. YouTube it. Well, here's what you do. Very simple. 
I'm going to say Dreamon. Then you guys, uh, in post, go record Bremon and play that for the clip. But Bremon so exists already? No, you have to make it so you don't get your podcast pulled. Okay. So this is a way to play the melody of Dreamon, but not uh, getting legal hot water because it's making fun of it. It's making fun of the whole the concept of the bream, which is a... a, a Bream's a, a fresh, type of musical water, instrument? <laughs> freshwater fish. Oh, it's a fish. So, so what I'm saying is you make the parody kind of spoofing these fish and uh, but we punching up. We can... <laughs> you know punching I mean? up, and that's punching the thing up. in comedy. You're making fun of something. The fish, <laughs> who's kind of a more, po- you know, they have more power than you, to, simply because of their right. ability to breathe underwater. So you can, so then it's not. You're not stealing. You're not going to get canceled for being um, uh, problematic. This okay, is so, we, so we need to figure out how to play, to play a bream. Music. Now again, a bream is a fit. You don't play. It. You would just make the song. You change the words to be about the bream. Yeah, but like I guess a type what, of drum. No, do you play? Yeah. Okay. So great. So Aerosmith comes along, and you're saying they kind of popularize parody music. So they well, are really mostly fun. like, and, and they funny. said, "Hey, play us on the rock radio." And the guys were like, "You need to. You don't fit in the box. Yeah. You and your are songs are illegal to play on a radio because you're using your those songs are no. protected. Well, so no, they, they made no. parodies of their own songs to kind of get around those laws. Right. What they would do is record a song. And then they would record a parody of it and change the words, and that's that's how they got on the radio without getting sued by themselves. Right. Yeah. So okay, yeah, I get it. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So like, for example, like a good example of that, if like Aerosmith has a song called like "Living on the Edge." Yes. They Great wrote a song. parody song, "Living in the Fridge." Yes. No. Right. Well, actually, then they realized. These parody songs are not funny if people don't know the original song. So what they would do is write something that sounded like a parody song, then switch it to something that was more like real and honest, and that would be the one they released. So gotcha. Living on the oh, Edge, they wrote Living okay. on the Fridge first. Yeah. Then they made a parody, Living on the Edge, and the original full title is Living on the Edge, in parentheses, Living on the Fridge parody. <laughs> and this you only know this if you get the vinyl album because there's not enough space in the CD for that. But And that's kind of how they got around this very complicated copyright laws draconian yeah that's fascinating yeah. that's truly wow but no but so that's why they living on the edge was their song and a great song that's what's so crazy is how difficult this industry has made it for artists to uh, uh get their music and out Tony there. you yeah. you were me- at this gala you were mentioning you also you play music yeah yeah, yeah so I can you music. like and you play guitar you yeah, play I electric love, guitar yeah, I love to play the guitar so like riff, maybe rock, rock. because we haven't had a ton of like instrumentalists on our mm, show we've no. had bands and stuff but we haven't had people that like really play instruments yeah, yeah. um but so how could Describe a little bit when you're playing guitar. Yeah. Are you thinking of Aerosmith when you're playing? How do they play guitar? And are you playing an Aerosmith song when you play when guitar? You, yeah. You know what's interesting, uh, actually, because I, I am a, a fan, but uh, some of their uh, riffs are kind of tricky. Uh, it sounds sort of basic and, How and so? simple, but uh, I, I do feel like. It's Ma- one major or minor chords kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, it's more than, it's more like they're kind of like uh, sort of interesting blues based licks, but there's like boogie like, blues, kind of like ZZ Top. Blues. It, is, it is, I would say that it is like ZZ oh. Top, but it's more complex. I just think they the riffs and stuff tend to be now, a little more angular and complex than ZZ when, Top. When you, when you bring up riffs, yeah. um, I, I guess that makes me wonder what is a riff? I think it's like a small piece of melody that's uh, used uh, repeated throughout a song and kind right. of right and uh, melody is right. like 
And then a melody is a sequence of notes. Yes, yeah. and a note obviously is is a is a specific pitch. Uh, so that uh, is yeah, yeah, and, 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 and pitch. A pitch is a basically a a frequency of. Uh, the air vibrating, and the, depending on the speed with which the air is vibrating, the pitch will sound, uh, you know, either higher or lower uh, to your ear. So Good a riff Lord. is just kind of a sequence of frequencies. Yes, I would say, yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. And that's, that's what makes cool. them, that's what makes them so and, cool. And yeah. you, uh, and you they, play riffs on your guitar? Oh I yeah, I love to play riffs. What would you yeah. say your favorite riff is? I mean, uh, well, some of the best riffs. Yeah, uh, are um, pff, I noticed you're looking at your phone. Sorry. Do you kind of ha- keep the riffs yeah, on your phone? You, no, I, the, I, you know, in Aerosmith, I would say they have, they have a great uh, riff, "Walk This Way" by Aerosmith, one of the greatest riffs. And the riff is time. called "Walk This Way." And the "Walk This Way" is the name of the song, yes. and the, the riff is a, it plays at it, the beginning. It can have you, any name. Uh, that riff's name, it's up to. Right, they can name it Douglas call, the yeah, riff. The, yeah. yeah. How do you identify a riff? Like, if I wanted to play, oh, play that riff. Yeah. Do they have names, or is it like in a major minor chord, or how how would you identify a good riff? If I like, I wanted to YouTube a riff. What would I write for Aerosmith riff? Yeah, I think that would you'd just write Aerosmith. that Aerosmith riff. I want you. Well, which riff? I think you would write the name of the song. You do identify the riff by the title of the song. Generally, I see. I'm just saying within the band, perhaps they. You know, before they titled the song, maybe they have riffs called like Funky Riff Six. Check out Douglas. Yeah, or Douglas or something like that. And you mentioned uh, getting kind of circumventing some of these more draconian laws. Does the parody also apply for the riffs? No, I mean, I think there is a a riff. You you can't just steal a riff unless you are singing a parody over it. You know what I'm saying? You can't just steal the riff and make a new song without paying. I but see. if you steal the riff, change, change the, the lyrics words. to be about food or, you know, the lyrics of a riff. Yeah. And then again, the riff doesn't have lyrics. No, so a riff is a seek is a melody without lyrics. I think that's the difference between a riff. So and like a, uh, a, a riff, a, a riff is kind of like, um, na, 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 na. Is that mm-hmm. something like that? But I think we've kind of milked every sort of angle on this one. So milk the milk in the riff. Yeah. Hey, and milk in the riff. That's a musical term. Milk in the riff. Yeah, no, I just think I, I when don't you're playing, care that's to... what it's called. Milk in the riff is when you yeah. kind of go all out. I guess I don't riff. personally care to sort of delve any deeper okay. into what a riff is. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Yeah, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Aerosmith is here, and they're making all kinds of fun different kind of rock music using yeah. riffs yes and some of those riffs you're really inspired by and you're saying and the longevity they've been around forever yeah um is there a particular moment in aerosmith's uh history or their uh discography discography that you are like this is the this is why aerosmith's so good is there a period or is it just kind of collective uh, I think most people would say they're uh, like third or fourth albums that they did around, you know, 75, 76 uh, are kind of considered the kind of pinnacle of their career. But also, you know, I'm I was not born then. So the ones I really liked are the ones they did in the, the late 80s and early 90s, which also are good. And they're a little more the production is a little more, a little more punk and a little more pop. The seventies one was a little more pop, punk. punk. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they were ever punk, but if you listen to their older albums, you know, it's the, it's close. It's a, 
punk in the way that maybe the Stooges or something like that is punk. It's more oh, blues oriented. Oh, okay. It's not like the Ramones kind of punk. The Ramones, the Ramones. Like Joey not. Ramones, first yeah. punk CBGB. Band. Yeah, so it's a, it's not like that kind of punk. But they did play, I think, at some of the punk clubs around New York. And, CBGB. Yeah, I think yeah. they probably did play there because at that time I don't Williams think Williams Hall, Bo- Bo- Williamsburg. Williams Hall, well, yeah, Music Hall of Williamsburg. Yeah, Brooklyn Bowl, places like that. They would play the knitting factory so uh but no but they played they played with uh, punk bands i think you know what uh, uh, the new york dolls have they come up on this podcast no the uh, coat hangers i actually don't know who they are i know the wipers though whoa so uh, it's probably the same thing probably maybe. it's one of these maybe. things like in england that's what huh? they call a wiper oh, yeah it's yeah. like a loo <laughs> they call it a loo here they call it a loo yeah. here here's what, what? They call a loo is what they call a toilet. I don't know. The wipers. The point is, I think Aerosmith, some of their early stuff could fit in with this sort of broad definition of punk, but then they went into what we call arena rock, I guess. Arena Arena rock. rock. Van Halen. Yes. Yes. Brown Eminem. Paramore. Yeah. Paramore kind of that pop punk on the radio, getting people tapping their toes, snapping their fingers. Yeah. I mean, it's not Top of the Pops. Billboard 100. Talking heads. Pop pop metal is what I would call Aerosmith did. Oh, okay. If you put on an Aerosmith album and a Van Halen album from the late 80s, they were kind of mining somewhat similar territory. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, man. Well, um, cool. Well, so we, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of research and um, try to try to find the, the, the quintessential uh, song. Mm-hmm. So we found what we are pretty sure all the uh, message boards and uh, fan websites said, Kind of what you were talking Car- about. Yeah, yeah, like you with Prima and stuff like that. Arena, yeah. arena uh, prop. Here it is. Aerosmith's most popular song. Like here we talking about. That's a riff. Yeah. That's a riff. I've heard this one, but this doesn't... I think it's a... Well, I'll give it... There. I don't think this is Aerosmith. Because, like I said, I, I'll be honest. I know I came on as a fan, but I, some of their later stuff they did after maybe the year 2000. I don't know. This is Aerosmith. Light inside. Light inside. When is this from? It's from the album called yeah. Just Push Play. Okay, and with this a is sexy robot on the front. Right. So this is where I actually was no longer listening. I'm going to be honest. They had a long career and I would say it was too long because by the time this came out I had I had lost interest this was this is uh, one of the more recent famous songs this is recent I've been in, in that it probably came out 15 years ago but for Aerosmith they're a very old band yeah but I like everything they did up until 1998 and the okay. riffs keep on coming. but I, I, you know what yeah. actually this, this album had a, I like the song Just Push Play off of this album that's the only oh, song this I this is light inside yeah, so. that I haven't heard but I, I'll be honest with you they started doing some stuff that I didn't really I wasn't really feeling. Well, that's light, that's cool. That so so um, that makes sense. You know, uh, you're you're a band for so long. You yeah. put out music for so much time, and then in 2001, you can put out a new album, and everybody can say it's your best song of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but probably if you were younger than me and you, know, you were, you know, hitting puberty right when that came out, maybe you like it. And that is, of course, uh, when you sort of begin to develop your kind of sexual. Oh, we know appetite. what puberty okay. is. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 We so yeah. I think puberty. maybe just the Aerosmith I heard. You know, I was a few years before that, and so it just spoke to me a, a more on um, an emotional. Just because you know they sing, it's about I don't know. I was just more open to new music. By the time this came out, I was kind of like over 
over the uh, kind of production they were doing. Cause they, what does Aerosmith sing about more than anything? I would say, uh, number one, uh, would be sex, hookups, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, that's a, a yeah. hookup is sort of a one. I'll down you guys offline, but uh, and then partying, I think, are the big two. And then they sing about breakups. I think, okay. I think what made them popular is uh, that they they put a kind of a, their own kind of fun twist on sort of classic rock and roll uh, lyrical tropes. Oh, okay. Breakup yeah. is kind of like a hookup. Yeah, it's sort of re- the reverse of a hookup. Oh, right. Basically, you have a hookup, then maybe you have a, then you date, <laughs> then you have a breakup. And this is, I mean, in this, in this country, I don't, I don't like the system. I think that there's obviously got to be a better way to do this. But anyways, that's what we're doing. Nobody likes it. And at least we have these Aerosmith tunes to kind of the get riffs. us through. The but riffs. Milk and the through, riffs. Yeah. To get us through this, this kind of cycle of, of um, relationships, you know? They yeah. Sing about, so they think about hookups, breakups, and then they sing about, par- you know, parties Party and stuff and like that. Up. Yeah. No, that's, that's pretty American. Yeah. Nothing more American than hooking up, breaking up, and partying. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what they sing about. Wow. Well, Sometimes the one leads to the next and leads to the next. And always yeah. it leads to the partying. Well, Tony Zarek, I think you've convinced me at least. Yeah, uh, I, I believe it. No More Doors, Hello, Aerosmith. Greatest American rock America's band. America's Greatest Rock Band, it's Aerosmith. It has to be Aerosmith. It's, Aerosmith. it's definitive. Thank you, Tony. You really uh, you changed our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, you made a real uh, compelling argument. You told us all about um, uh, puberty Bream and, and Bream parody Bream, law. Yeah, law, yeah, law. Aerosmith's yeah. big about arena rock and also kind of the radio. Yeah, um, great, fantastic. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, TonyZarrett.com is my website. We're not, not, allowed, to, allowed, we're not to, allowed to promote other websites. Okay, but you could just sort of, uh, I guess I'd like to, I guess I'd like to promote tolerance, I think, in this country. Uh, we could Amen. really use a little more of that. Yeah. And, uh, Amen. You know, it's not, it's not. Stop um, demonetizing the creators. Let's yeah. tolerate all speech. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Let's tolerate yeah. all let's, content. Yeah, let's, there's not, yeah. Let's not. Content is stop. king. Content is king, and you don't say no to the king. That's right. Tony Zarek, the king of content himself, online internet artist and Aerosmith fan, and also, I think, one of my good friends now. Thank you so much. best friend. Thanks so much for coming by, and we'll play out with another great Aerosmith hit, and it'll be the same song.